inverted, narcissistic, and most importantly, completely pointless. Come waste an hour of your week with The Starting Block, Friday nights Australian time at dlive.tv forward slash The Starting Block. Get in touch with us on Twitter at The Starting Block, no K at the end. Also, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes by searching for The Starting Block, or one word, or on Podbean at startingblock.podbean.com. Join the Blockheads, tuning in, in their millions, right around the world. Lossistavshow.com's game. You're listening to The Starting Block. Hey, welcome to The Starting Block for another week. You've got myself, Bruno, and I'm joined by a man who's brought in his own expert dog sitter to make sure we were going to air this week. My co-captain, Damo, how are we, sir? Very good, Greeno. Good evening to you. Good evening to all the boys and girls out there on board the listenership. And as always, Greeno, the blockheads. In their millions. Tuning in right around the world. What an absolute pleasure. It's good to be back, isn't it? It is good to be back. Should we hit a? Uh, it's either a story time or a step back in time. Let's let's hit both. I reckon. <laughs> we'll hit both. Okay. Yeah. I like <laughs> stories about pinatas. And one of these. So we've been off air for the better part of three weeks now. We had two weeks off, mm-hmm. uh, unexpected weeks off. Normally, where it's pre-planned, we've already organised something else. It's normally a holiday. It's yep. normally, you know, something's going on with the family or whatnot. But the last two weeks, uh, we've had unexpected circumstances pop up that mm. uh, derailed the the block freight train as it was going along in the personal journal rankings. Yeah, and, and um, when it comes to unexpected circumstances, like I enjoy a good circumstance, Greeno. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, like – I like uh, circumstances, you know, that are beneficial, but unexpected circumstances do tend to come along with this quality, which is, you know, most undesirable. That being, you don't really know that they're going to happen. And you know me, I hate surprises, Greeno. I'm yeah, not a yeah, surprise you be, kind of guy. You, you like knowing what's coming up. I like to know. Um, I like to keep abreast of things. Yeah, 100%. So uh, first week uh, missed of the show, uh, you messaged me, what, uh, two hours pre-show yeah probably um, might have been might have even been a bit less than that i think it was like, been, an hour. <laughs> like an hour beforehand rundown was done Dang. studio was set up we were good to go we but, were ready to go but you know uh kimono pool the show that week would have been murdered anyway so it was fate yeah uh, I, hadn't, I hadn't put much effort into that week's show so uh, it worked out good now, uh, you, now now sorry sorry to interrupt how yeah. does that differ to any other show that we ever we ever do? Uh, like, do you... fair call? It was it was more murder because I was it was, I it was would... extra murder compared to regular. I'm going to stop your story. I right like there. stories about pinatas, <laughs> and I'm going to raise a point of contention if I may. Yeah, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, but the rundown that we are running off today mm-hmm. is that not the rundown that we had for two weeks ago <laughs> when you put very little effort into the show. Like, aren't we just doing the same material that we were going to do two weeks ago? We're like, we just put it on ice. They're like, ah, it'll still be relevant. Yeah, you are correct with that, sir. Uh, <laughs> however, with, with one little sweetener. Nice, Gary. One little sweetener. I, I literally, I just took two, two weeks ago's rundown and added a segment. Uh, <laughs> All right, I'm reopening your story. I like stories yeah, yeah. about pinatas. 
Um, but it's a cracking extra segment. It makes the show. Oh, really? so, it's fucking yeah. better after this build up. <laughs> That's it. So you messaged me and you said, uh, Greeno, uh, sorry, mate, can't do the show. Yeah. Got to take care of the dogs. Got to look after the puppos, Greeno, the doggos. And your 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 story of, of the the proceedings that led up your your story like I was making yeah. it up. <laughs> I'm not making it up. The, the tale the tale of woe that led to the missed block from two weeks ago yeah. was uh it was comedy gold where you, you saw your lovely wife walking out the door. And we're like, where the fuck are you going? Where the fuck do you and, where the fuck do you think you're going? Hey, you've, yeah. you've got to watch the dogs here. The dogs you've got a show, show to do. Exactly. <laughs> Obviously, she told you numerous times that she was going out, and you just forgot. Yeah, I do. I do have a habit of doing that. You yeah. know, <laughs> you know, like I'll. It's 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 been known in this household to be like. You know, she'll like I'll be in the studio like in my underwear, you know, eating fucking yeah. Doritos or something, like Sherlock's yeah. like drinking a beer. And she's mm. like, Are you ready? <laughs> you know, like that <laughs> those are like the three most hated words in, yeah. in my in my brain. Are you ready? Are you because ready? I look around and I'm like, huh? huh? Like a mouthful of like Cheeto dust over yeah. my you know, over my beard. And I'm like, What are you talking about? And she's like, yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? That like it's always are you ready? followed by are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, the thing, the thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Give me a minute. Yeah, I'll put on some pants. I'll put some. Pants uh, the the only time the phrase "Are you ready?" is a good thing in your household is when you're watching replays on YouTube of Gladiators. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> With Mike Whitney. Mike Whitney, that's the one. Uh, Gladiators, are you ready? <laughs> are you ready Challenges. to rumble? Yeah. Challenges. Are you ready? Well, that wasn't uh, Mike Whitney doing it though. That was John Alexander, wasn't it? Uh, both John Alexander and Mike Whitney. So John Alexander was season one of Gladiators. Was Mike Whitney was season two of Gladiators as a referee. Ah. Still had Mike Mike Hammond and Kimberly Joseph as hosts. Kimberly Joseph. How do you feel? Feel. Yeah. How, um, how did you perform? That was a great performance. How do you feel after the performance? She kind of just disappeared, didn't she, the old Kimberly yeah, Joseph? Probably a good thing. Uh, Wasn't you, she, could, was she married to Stephen Jacobs at one point? Or was that just in a television show? That was just in a television show, I believe. Right. See, uh, see the, the meld between, like, reality and fiction as you mm. age becomes ever more increased, you know what I mean? Like, you don't it, know. It does bring us to our uh, one of our earliest childhood crushes, though, the gladiator known as Delta. Delta, yeah. And she was the one, like, she was, like, far and above the most attractive gladiator. Oh, All yeah. of the rest of them kind of looked like roid-munching lesbians. <laughs> Yeah. Right, but but Delta was like a fitness model who was like into aerobics and shit. Which is and why, just... which is why she never competed. Like she was no, only in the was... opening credits. And like we were like, yeah. when's Delta getting a go? When's yeah. Delta have a turn? When's Delta? Every now and then they would let her participate in that like ridiculous group session one where they hold the paddle and like yeah. it, it looks like a college hazing ritual. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and nothing really happened. They just kind of hit them with the paddle. That's all she was allowed to do. <laughs> So, yeah, because you can't you can't mess up that beautiful face. Exactly. So uh, fair call by the producers. Fair enough. <laughs> so that was week one. So we missed that, and then so we're like, okay, we're we're back on deck. I, I've rehashed the rundown for week two, hmm. um, ready to go without the extra segment I put in for tonight. Right. And then uh, a demo. Uh, are we still in a story? Is this a new story? I don't know. Let's, let's just yeah, let's we'll, redo a story. We'll reset. I like okay. stories yeah. about pinatas. So we're closing the previous story, and now we're going to. Yeah. And now we're going so to reopen. One. Okay, that's week that's, one. Tales done. Week two. Tales about to commence. Okay, week two. Tales storybook open. I like yeah. stories about pinatas. So for what seven months now? Has COVID been around? March? Yeah, six months. We'll call oh. it six months. <laughs> no, no, Greeno. 
Greener, just follow the rules for two weeks and then everything will go back to normal. It'll go away. <laughs> now, for the last, for the last six Do you know there's, the people, six there's people still walking around saying that? Hey, if we just do what they tell us, eventually everything will get back to normal. It's like, hang on, I thought all of you people like were killed off six months ago. Yeah, you we know, all died. How fucking dare you still come <laughs> up to me at this point now and say, you know what, it's only a couple more weeks. It's just a couple more weeks. These are the people who are waiting for Harold Holt to swim back home, Greeno. He'll be coming They're home. never going to give up. They're never going to quit. Welcome home, Harold. Uh, so six months, the kids have been home with me. And we're like, look, it's at the point now where my daughter's meant to graduate uh, daycare at the end of this year. We've got to send them back. You know, It's at the point st- now where Greeno's about to transition from father to statistic. Yeah. <laughs> well, more so the fact it's like, look, we've got to pay for this bastard. So yeah, right. I'm, I'm not going to pay for them to be not going because it's goddamn expensive. Yeah. So can can I ask how much how much the childcare is? Am, am I uh, uh, almost eight hundred dollars a fortnight. What? Yeah. Jesus Christ, man! That's more than it costs to feed a child. Oh no! Well, uh, my grocery bill is like four hundred dollars a fortnight, so it's double. <laughs> so it costs it costs double to like house a child for a small amount of time during the day than it does to feed them in the first place. To feed place. them for a whole week. Yeah, what exactly. A, what a rot. Like, so it, it actually becomes like feeding a child in order to pay for them to go to this place where it costs double. It becomes financially unviable. Like well, that's how, I could, that's much how ra- I could afford to buy a house this year because I kept them home for six months and I just saved all my daycare money. <laughs> so, like, if push comes to shove, you're probably far better off, you know, being you being the guy that – you know, wants to save money. It's probably a far better idea for you financially to just eat your children because mm. then you'll save money on the child Save coin. And then you'll save money on the grocery bill. On the grocery bill, double double whammy. The only thing is so, you've got to keep pumping them out though. Yeah, good point. You know, got to, it's got to keep the rotate going. Exactly. <laughs> so send them back uh week before last. Yeah. It was like Monday. I said, we'll, we'll get through winter. We'll send them back. Now for six months, the kids – not even as much as a sneeze. I like how you said get through winter like we're fucking living in the 1300s. You know, it's, oh, it's going to be a tough winter. It's going to be know, a tough winter. Yeah, fill, got up got the, to fill up the granary. <laughs> yeah. We've got to make a whole shitload of bread so we can eat it stale in the middle of the winter. You know, it's, We're going to be snowed in here. Got to survive where we can. Exactly. So, so all being good. Now, they went back to daycare on the Monday. Mm-hmm. They went for Monday and Wednesday. The Thursday, my son had a 40-degree temperature and then managed to fucking <laughs> sick up the rest of the fucking house Jeez. to the point where they couldn't go to daycare for another week and a half, and I was so sick and my wife was so sick, we could no longer go to work. Not so not scary. Which is quite the achievement when you're working from home in the first place in your case. I was, I was that ill, I literally could not even hop on my laptop. Boss, That's how I, bad I was. Boss, I cannot sit in front of the laptop. I can't do it, boss. I'm fucking in bed. I gotta watch West Wing. I'm busy. Can I pause? <laughs> can I pause the story for a minute? I like Listen. stories about pinatas. Just a question without notice. Yeah. I wonder how many people are going to be more reluctant to call in sick if they're working from home now. Well, like, I, that's my first sick day since uh, March, since we right. worked from home. But you're not really somebody who takes a lot of sick days in the first place, though, are you? Well, you can remember my house is a germ pit. I'm always off sick. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, well, so normally I when the wonder, kids go and take it. Yeah, but okay, so that's legitimate though. But what about like the serial offenders who take sick days when they're not sick, you know, like to just yeah, like they drank cool. too much or whatever. I wonder how many of them like feel like they just can't you can't get away with it now. Like if you're doing it for like the wrong reasons, right? If you're taking sick mm. days when you don't have to take a sick day, 
Yep. Like you're, I, I guarantee you, a lot of there's going to be a lot less fucking sick days paid out. Hundred percent, there is because, uh, like, literally, my team. I've only had in the last six months, I've only had two sick days claimed out of a team of ten, and that was because a girl literally has a fucked back and could not hop up to her computer. Right, and no and, one else had one sick day. And you normally, months. obviously, you normally would have had more than that. Oh, tons more. Yeah, look, it's unheard of that no one's been sick in six months. Yeah, right. See, because like. I'm obviously not working from home. I'm still like out and about. And I've I've worked a big chunk of my working life um as, you know, a casual, like a full-time casual. Mm. So like if I didn't go to work, I didn't get paid. So I've cash, yeah. I've kind of like it's drilled into me like even when I couldn't walk. I remember like I had some really fucking bad back problems. Oh yeah. I I, I like was crawling out of the car to go to work because it's like mm. I can't afford to fucking take a day off, yeah. you know? Like I just can't afford it. So I'm not really somebody who takes a lot of sick days in the first place. But mm. I imagine that there, like a lot of office people, like a, there's there's a lot of floaty people that work in offices, and especially if you're working in the city and stuff, it's quite easy yeah. to just go to the bar after work. You're right yeah. there, and then the next day it's like you know quarter past eight, and you're like, ah, uh, you know what? I'm thinking I'm just going to sleep this one off. But yeah, if you're just logging into a fucking laptop at home, like <laughs> you, the, the, I reckon they'll they'll feel too guilty to do it. Like you won't be able to get away with it. So <laughs> fucking employers employers are going to be making a killing out of COVID at the end. End of this, the ones that can still operate with people working at home, that is like small businesses are fucked, mm. small shops are fucked. Uh, you know, Main Street is fucked, it's closed, it's boarded yeah. up. But the office buildings and stuff, they no longer have to pay rent, they can drop their insurance premiums because people aren't traveling to work, so you don't have to cover them. They don't have to pay as much sick pay because people aren't going to be calling in sick. They are going to come out of this fucking laughing, Greeno. Oh, 100% right. 100% right. And and the fact that you don't have to pay sick leave as a payout when someone leaves yep. also works in their favour. It's not an ongoing liability. Yeah. A, a whole bunch of contracts are about to get renegotiated to get that one. Like It's like, oh, I've got 150 sick days owing to me. <laughs> not anymore, yeah. you don't, champ. Not anymore. Done. Thanks for coming. <laughs> All right, we'll reopen your story. I like stories yeah. about pinatas. So it literally took two days at daycare to uh, fuck up the house and fuck up the block at the same time. So we missed week two. After six months of germ-free block, hmm. two days at daycare, and then I had to fork out another, you know, $500 for them to not go, plus my wife not get paid to go to work because she was sick from that as well. Wow. It was a very costly return to daycare. You've got to get out of this daycare scene, man. Well, thankfully, my daughter's <laughs> the only kids, got like, The kids there are fucking your children months. up big time. They are, man. There's only three more months left of my daughter going, and then my son, because we're about to move anyway, mm. we've got to pull him out of there and then try and find a new one. But I'm working from home, so I think I might just keep him home with me and, yeah. and save a bit of coin. So yeah, one um, one's easier to handle. If it's a two on one, then you, you know you're up against the mm. odds already. But one on one, you can play one on one, man. Oh, exactly. And he's at the point now where he's like, just fucking put on Andy's Dinosaur Adventures all day. I'm happy. <laughs> so I put on I put on the Dinosaur Adventures. He fucking does raw to the TV. He loves it. He goes nuts. Fantastic. No, <laughs> Father of the year over here. You're whacking in front of the TV. They're good to go. Nice story. Uh, I like stories about pinatas. So that brings us to the all important of like, what have we done with that spare time, Damien? We've had three weeks off. Mm. How how has the block team spent their time in that down period? Because this is a professional operation and we don't like downtime here at the starting no. block. Uh, the extended block family knows this, you know, whether it's yep. BE, the, the Earth Reporter, Unity Day Troy, the, the Unity yep. Day coordinator, uh, the owner and CEO of TAVshow.com, ladies and gentlemen, James R., is yep. well aware 
of our strong work ethic, which is why he signed us up to TAVshow.com in the first place, you see. Mm. Uh, Don Camaro has actually been in touch recently, Greeno. Yes, and, he, he's yeah. been disappointed. He He's actually owed three weeks' worth. Could we play Don's ad? Absolutely. We, I, we owe him three weeks. Maybe we should play it three times, just back to back to back. Spot on. Yeah. <laughs> Magicians, Don, Don Camaro's lost, lost his mind. mind. Get ready for Don Camaro's Super Mega Sale Bonanza. Total liquidation of all magic and pet supplies. Ducks, box, turtles, magic wands, and gorgeous bond assistance. And that's just the beginning. Thanks, Don. Thanks for Thanks, your Don. ongoing support. Yeah. Uh, good to have Don on board again for 2020. Absolutely. Um, I was a bit concerned the Magic and Pants sales would have dipped to the point they might have to cut into their advertising budget. Uh, good to know the Magic and Pants still selling well. Magic and Pants or Magic and Pets? Have we decided which one we're going with here on the show? Or? We're going with Magic and Pants. It's always been Magic and Pants and the Block Eyes. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Well, we'll, just change, <laughs> we'll just change the commercial. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're Don understands. That. Don's fine. So, obviously, you were tied up, Damo, for a couple of weeks. You get dog duty. Mm. I was tied up in bed ill and taking care of two sick kids and a sick wife. Correct. But the, the beauty of having the extended block family means we can put the other boys to work. Yeah. And they, and they don't let us down. So, BE spent the last three weeks uh, scouring through the history books uh-huh. to ensure that our Milo rankings oh, fantastic. are are as up to date and as accurate as possible. And he's, he's found some uh, some Milos that, quite frankly, I'm a little bit disappointed in my general research and the production team's research that we haven't come across these Milos that were quite rightly, deservingly, should have been in the Milo rankings all along. Okay, excellent. Um, did we want to, like, do some kind of introduction for the Milo, Greeno? Have we got a Milo song or we got something like that? We need We need a Milo intro, I think. Time to beat energy gap. Let's do chat moves like James. Low energy, let them lie. Low focus, got the guy. Energy gap, yeah. Four out of five kids have it. Energize. Start your day the champion way. Help me, energy, energy gap. Be energy gap. I didn't, I didn't know that the Japanese were into Milo the drink. Apparently oh. they are. I just found and, that. Really? There right. you go. Just and because it. of that, because it's the international span yeah. uh, that the Milo the drink comes into, yeah. of course, that's number one. Well, so so now Japanese Milo commercials has to find its way onto the Milo rankings, Greeno. We'll see how we go. But Milo the drink remains number one for yeah. 352 straight weeks, now, I think. Again I, again, I feel like we're missing. we're skipping over here. Didn't we separate Milo the drink into various subcategories? Like well, so Milo thing. hot we, and Milo cold? No, because we we sent that you know, a couple of weeks ago. We sent that to the uh, the Milo, and unfortunately, they came down with the fact that we have to limit it. We can't split the drink into separate subcategories. Right. Yeah. We can, we can uh, separate the powder and usage of powder into separate Milo subcategories. Okay. We can't separate the drink. The drink has to be all-encompassing. So that might be why it's had such longevity at number one. Okay. Because it has all aspects of the drink, whether hot, 
cold, Milo at the bottom, Milo at the top, stirred thing, hot water, cold water, milk. Whatever it may be, it's all encompassing in Milo the drink number one. Okay, and see, I feel like you're opening up a can of worms there because there's going to be fans of Milo cold and fans of Milo hot that will be at each other's throats. You're never going to unify the nation of Milo Green. Well, you know what you I mean? Know, there's, got, there's always going to be a blood feud between Milo hot versus Milo cold. Mate, when we, when we started the Milo rankings, we knew it was going to be a controversial topic. No, that's and, true. And, you know, <laughs> this is... This, <laughs> These are the these are the these are the battles we knew we were gonna face. Yeah, and we take but, this we take the slings and arrows for you, the audience. We, we do. We, it's a responsibility. Like we didn't ask for this job. Yeah, you know, exactly. Somebody's got to do it, Greta. Someone's so, got to do it. Maybe history will remember us as the unifiers of Milo. <laughs> Milo, the hot Milo and community. Yeah. Yeah. So that's number one. Remains number one, Damo. Okay. Now Milo number two. Uh, through B's research, right. we've got number two with a bullet, Damo. Okay. Because we've got Titus Aeneas Milo, the <laughs> ancient Roman politician and gangster who's rocketed up the rankings from outside the top ten up to number two. <laughs> What's this chap's name again? Titus Aeneas Milo Papineus. Titus Aeneas Milo. Okay. And Milo Papianus. Papianus. Yeah. Papianus. Titus Aeneas Milo Papianus. Okay. Now, he, he died in 48 BC. Now, he was a Roman political agitator, Damon. An agitator? He was an agitator. He was the son of Gaius Papius Celsus. Right. Uh, and he was adopted by his maternal grandfather, Titus Aeneas Lucius, in 52 BC. Now, he was prosecuted for the murder of a Publius Codius Pulcher. Uh <laughs> He lives a hard life. Now, how how was he how was he murdered, Damo? This guy's a gangster. He was stoned in the head. Was he really? Yeah. Uh, he was known for gang violence. Yeah. And the office he held as a, a Roman pe- political agitator mm. was known as Circus Honorum Up the Practor, which includes Tribune of the Plebs. Can I just say your Latin is exemplary? It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Flawless. Now, uh, He's a, he's a fun Milo, uh, what's his name again? Titus Aeneas Milo fact. <laughs> he's a fun Titus Aeneas Milo fact. In 48 BC, Milo joined uh, Martius Cilius Rufus yeah. in the rebellion against Caesar. Okay. Uh, but he died at that year's sage of Compsa. The Ides of three. March, Greeno. Beware the exactly. Ides of March. Exactly. Uh, so uh, an absolute gang. Number two, Damo. Number two. Because he's a gangster. Yep. He's a political agitator. He was stoned in the head, and his office was uh, the Tribune of the Plebs. So number two with a bullet. Uh, Titus Aeneas Milo. Milo uh, Papianus. Papianus. Uh, is his full name, 48 <laughs> BC. <laughs> well done. So that's number two. Now, it's definitely number the three... oldest Milo we have on the radio, isn't it? <laughs> it's vintage Milo. Vintage. Classic Milo. We'll Classic call Milo. Yeah. Now, uh, number three is Milo on ice cream. Yeah. Uh, that's been put in there at number three. Of course. Number f- number four is Milo the Rapper. Yes. Okay. Number five is Milo from Milo and Otis. Mm-hmm. Number six is a new edition, also found by BE, sports broadcaster Milo Hamilton. <laughs> now, he was a longtime sports broadcaster. He provided commentary for the Braves, Pirates, Cubs, and Astros. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> and before he became a sports broadcaster, he was also did Army radios, mm. radio broadcasts during World War II. Does he hate homosexuals, Greeno? 
he doesn't fit into the uh, Mike Brenneman uh, well, school of broadcasting. That's unfortunate. Because if he did, that would probably put him higher up the rankings, wouldn't it? Faggots and niggas, niggas and faggots. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, after that, where are we up to? We're up to six? Seven. Seven. Uh, what about Milo the Candy Bar, Greeno? Does that get a mention? Or? Milo the Candy Bar is sitting at number eight, Damo. Number it's just eight. been pipped to the post by the soon-to-be-dead dog Milo. Yes. Remember the, uh, the dog that was about to be uh, put down but then managed to survive in a now, last minute. Now, not to, that's not to be confused with Milo from Milo and Otis, though. Separate dogs. Different that's animals. <laughs> yeah, different animals. Number eight uh, number is, is, the, uh, is no, the Milo Bar. Yes, Milo uh, the Milo Bar, bar yeah. is number nine. Yeah. No, uh, sorry, number eight. Number nine is uh, also one that BE found this week. Professor Milo, who was one of Batman's enemies in the DC comic universe. Really? There was a Professor Milo, was there? Yep, there, there sure was. Professor Milo, one of his enemies. Wow. There you go. Uh, and uh, rounding out the top 10 demo was uh, Milo Viamaleta, who uh, played a. Uh, a character in Some of Us, I believe it was called, okay. an American TV series. No, so unfortunately, okay. unfortunately, once again, uh, Milo Yiannopoulos. Well, I mean, if I if I may, if I, if I may interrupt, Green, <coughs> now yeah. that we've found these extra Milos, mm. um, we don't go beyond the top ten because we feel like you know you know that's too much ground to cover, and we do yeah. try to keep the Milo segment to at least you know just fifteen minutes. I know people want it longer. Yeah. I know people want more detail, but there's a way um, we could do an hour on Milo. People would be down, could. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, we do have other stuff to get to. But um, I do. I have had a little look here. We've got the direct printout from Dorothy Boyd, direct from TAV show HQ Greeno. And mm-hmm. uh, now Dorothy Boyd has access, thanks to the TAV archive and database. She has the full Milo rankings uh, on her workstation. Now we only have Ooh. access to the top ten. And okay. unfortunately, I, it is my duty to report, my sad duty, that Milo Yiannopoulos is not only out of the top 10, Grant, he's now been pushed out of the top 20. Ooh, that's going to that's gonna hurt a little bit for Milo Y. Milo Y is now sitting at 22 on the Milo 22. rankings. Out of how many on the list, Amo? He's, only, he's sitting only in front of uh, Milo Kerrigan reruns. Reruns? Well, reruns. well, well Amo, we'll have to check that. That doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound right. Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic? Handmade with painstaking care. Put into every note. Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later. Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week, so check it out. There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot. See you over there very soon. It's our special little spot tucked away on D Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. When we were kids and there wasn't any school, we'd sit and watch all the best cartoons. Eating cereal until it was noon. 
sport content. It's the starting block on TAVshow.com. Yes, welcome back to the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Remember, if you want to get in touch with us, the preferred way to do so is, of course, via the little blue bird. Follow myself at Boogie Bumper and follow Greeno at the starting block. One word, drop the K at the end. That's right, Damo. Uh, it's always a, always a good first segment when we only get through, you know, one of the talking points I'm meant to cover <laughs> in half an hour. Well, I don't, you know, I don't want to rush the Milo rankings. No, we it's don't. Too no, exactly. we, it's too, too important. Yeah, we can't fuck around with it. And that's why we put it up front early. Correct. Um, uh, with that being said, though, we, we've talked about the fact we've had a couple of weeks off and mm. it's important to make sure we're utilising that downtime as best we can. And uh-huh. uh, it's good to know that I managed to squeeze in some, some downtime uh, to watch Footloose, Damo, oh. the, the 1980s classic that is Footloose. You know, I've never seen Footloose. Wow, man. Okay, look, there's, there's two things we've got to rectify before this year's out. Uh-huh. You, you haven't seen Footloose and you haven't seen Point Break. No, this is, this, no this well, I've, seen, I've seen Point Break. I've definitely yeah? seen Point Break. Yeah, but it was like when I was a kid or something. I don't Ooh. really – I remember the guys wear like Nixon masks and Rob Banks and there's surfing yeah. involved. You know, I know the rough Literary story. Blush. Did rewatch it's sensational. Okay. So Footloose, uh, we're going to have to do a get get together on a night, and and that's how we're going to spend it. But that's, isn't but isn't it like a kind of gay dancing movie? I don't uh, I don't want I don't want to watch a movie about dancing. Like I may as well no. watch Step It Up or whatever it's called. It's fantastic. No, trust me, it's 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 more than just dancing. It's good layers, Damo. Layers like an onion. It's, uh, it's like an onion, a bit better. Okay. Better than an onion. And it's got <laughs> Kevin Bacon in it. And it's got fucking Kevin Bacon. It's got Sean Penn. And some random chick that no one's ever heard of again. That's right. why I've It's got John Lithgow as the fucking the, the bad priest. He plays wants- an excellent bad guy, John Lithgow, doesn't he? He does. He, he wants to fuck up the town for everyone. No, no dancing for kids. No, no dancing. dancing. Hmm. But there's a, there's a particular scene in, in Footloose that got me, uh, had me intrigued as I was watching the film. And the music that was playing behind it. Now, it, it comes to a point where it's it's kind of a battle between, you know. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I just have to interrupt BE in the chat. He says, I haven't seen Footloose either because I'm a man. <laughs> all right, well, no, are you really, B. E., are you you have really to, a man, BE, if you haven't seen Footloose? That's B. the real question. BE, you have to remember that Greeno is a man who owns the box set of Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek seasons <laughs> one through eight, baby. Is that, really? They made eight seasons of they that They made trash. eight seasons. It's, wow. it's eight seasons of just pure television gold. So. And none of them have gone on to do anything special. Uh, Katie Holmes was impregnated by Tom Cruise, I believe, and that was her last crowning achievement, was it not? That's an achievement itself. Yeah. Michelle, then, Williams, Michelle Williamson, or whatever her name is, was uh, married to a now-dead guy. So that's, a, that's an well, achievement. She wasn't married. She, she got knocked up by a now-dead guy. And What I, about Pacey? Know. What happened to Pacey, Greeno? 
He went off to a few different television shows. Television he's still got shows. he's still got Mighty Ducks under his belt. He's got a he's got a good career. Yeah, and uh, Dawson, like he was in that Varsity Blues movie, and that's about it. He was in a show called uh, Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23, right. which was uh, actually a very amusing uh, situational comedy from about three or four years ago where he played himself, but a real douchebag version of himself. It was quite right. good. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. That's cool. I'm glad we covered that. Fantastic. I like stories about <laughs> pinatas. I have to edit that out of the podcast. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so Footloose, there's a scene where you've got the, the good guy uh, played by Kevin Bacon. And then the bad guy, played by some random dude I've never heard from again, who are finally going, well, we're going we're gonna to settle this how men do, Damo. By and dancing. They play the, they, no, no dancing. They play the song because they need to prove who's the, who's the bigger man in this, who's, yeah. the, who's the real hero. And they play the song, I Need a Hero, by, is it Bonnie Tyler? It's Bonnie Tyler. I Need a Hero. That's the one. As they're doing, as they're doing their battle now, out of all the things that manly men may do to prove they're superior and to be a hero, Damo, mm. what's the first thing that comes to mind? Uh, tap dancing, obviously, clearly. Well, no, because they they've chosen to go for two men in a tractor mm. playing chicken head to head, like in a slow moving tractor. A slow-moving tractor playing a game of chicken whilst two tractors are going head-to-head. That apparently is determining who's a hero, Damo. Who's the bigger man. Who's the bigger man. And it got me thinking, Damo, if, if you were willing to put your, you know, uh, authority and stamp on something, yeah. is there any better way to prove that you're the bigger man than to win a tractor battle? Oh, chicken? of course not. Of course nah. not. Uh, there's a line in the song, uh, Greeno, I'm holding out for a hero, which says, I'm holding yep. out for a hero till the morning light. You know, I'm yep. holding out for a hero till the end of the night. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's an appropriate song to use because you might be there till the morning waiting the for the, the outcome. Goes. Yeah, because it's just like, it just kind of puts along at like four <laughs> miles an hour. Yeah. You know, they're not known for their speed, these tractors, especially exactly. not back in the 1980s or whenever it was. That's how you were a hero in the 80s, though, Damo. I think it would Tractor battles. It would have been more realistic, though, had there been two Mexicans on the tractor. <laughs> that would have been more Get, appropriate, I think. Two British backpackers. Getting getting paid four cents an hour. Four cents an hour. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna get we're gonna get some of that fucking Aussie pussy tonight, mate. <laughs> I got me ten bucks. It's fucking good, mate. Thanks for having me. Absolute fucking legend, mate. That would be um, I'm kind of wishing I hadn't put that in the rundown. As like I said, this this was the original. The, the, to put it into context, the Milo rankings was the new segment, and now you're going to see what the show was going to be three weeks ago. It's living up to the hype. It's definitely. <laughs> it was definitely worth the wait, wasn't it? Sure. <laughs> do you want me? Uh, do you want me to edit that segment out of the podcast? If you could, that'd oh, be all right. I'll, I'll take that segment out of the podcast. Uh, better play some Don Camaro ads just to to lift the quality of the show. Yeah, two to go, Greeno. Magician Don Camaro's lost his mind. Get ready for Don Camaro's Super Mega Sale Bonanza. Total liquidation on all magic and pen supplies. Ducks, blocks, turtles, magic wands, and gorgeous blood assistance. And that's just the beginning. Snakes, magic hats, puppy sweaters, disappearing ink, all prices too low to mention. Only at Don Camaro's Magic and Pets. That's Don Camaro's Magic and Pets. See you there. And just a quick one for Greeno, who thought it was a good idea to talk about fucking Footloose for some reason. Folks are dumb. I come from. There you go. Yeah, cool. Uh, Damon, hit a story time for me, please, sir. Absolutely. I like stories about pinatas. 
So we talked on the show uh, recently about how I'm about to move out of my current house, move into a new house. I'm moving out. You've become the Billy Joel song. I have become the Billy Joel. Congratulations. I always wanted to become a Billy Joel song, but I'm like, I'm not fucking learning the piano. I'm not an Asian child, so I can't That's do it. it. So I'm not and capable. you're not an uptown girl. So. I'm not an uptown girl. I'm not, I'm not going to yeah. get an uptown girl either. Yeah, exactly. I may move to Stalingrad at some point. <laughs> Is that yeah. still around? Or they, <laughs> did they change the name? And you're not swimming in the river of the night. It's well, no. it's all good. <laughs> Um, I do so, go walking in my sleep though, Greta. Yeah. But the, the main thing is if you see me walking in my sleep, just remember that I didn't start the fire. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Bravo. Thank you. Uh, so Bye, basically, I've, I've come to realise uh, in, in the last three weeks hmm. the hidden costs associated with buying a home. Because in my, in my mind, in my naive mind, yeah. I assumed, you know, you pay for the house. Ticket price. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's the house. Here's how much money you have to pay. Here's the deposit. Right. Excellent. Then I get a removalist. Yeah. And that's the extent of my cost. Like you no, imagine no, no, no. you imagine it was akin to like buying a secondhand car from the trading post. You know, you rock yeah. up, you give the guy the two K, the two grand, yeah. he throws you the keys and you bip bip and you're off. You're yeah. driving We're away off. in your We're brand new home. Game. Yeah. No, of course not. So course. I've come to realise that there's a lot of hidden costs, not just the ones I thought I may have been hit up with, mm. but extra things. So, yeah. you know, I knew I was going to have to pay for a lawyer. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. But I didn't realise part of the lawyer fees were, you know, 58,000 different searches that they have to do in order to process the application. Uh-huh. I didn't realise that I needed to pay random fees to the bank to have the privilege to owe them half a million dollars. Hmm. I, I didn't realise I had to pay them a fee for that, going, hey, I want the money, but here you go. Not only am I going to pay you interest for the next 30 years, you have to pay an upfront sum just to go, hey, thanks for that, here's your money. Oh, yeah, it, uh, ne- it never ends. It's nonstop. It never uh, ends. Forever. Then I've got the, the hidden costs that are associated with moving out of my rental property. Hmm. I, I got a, a dry cleaner quote, uh, not a dry cleaner, a carpet cleaner quote the other day. How much do you think it would cost to, you know, steam clean a carpet? I was thinking 100, what, 200 are you, bucks. Are you getting all rooms or just like the main, like, sort of traffic areas? Uh, all the carpeted rooms. So let's call it half my house because okay. the rest of the time. So what, like three bedrooms? Three um, bedrooms, a lounge room. And, and a lounge room. That's it. Uh, I would say about 800. Yeah, well, yeah, well you, you, had, you had higher expectations than I did. I was thinking a couple of hundred. Okay. Guy comes in with a $600 quote. I'm yeah. like, you just fucking running a vacuum over this thing. Surely it's a steam. I'll get a kettle out and maybe fucking to, do maybe it. Maybe to save money, you should rip the carpet up, Greta. I'll just rip the carpet up. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, you're, uh, already, you're already taking the fucking light bulb. <laughs> may as exactly. well walk out with a roll of carpet under your arm. So <laughs> I, suddenly, I paid to have this cleaned, you know. It belongs yeah. to me now. 100% right. So suddenly my big pool of money from being frugal for the you know the last decade God. is is slowly, actually not slowly, very quickly disappearing to uh, what I refer to as a, a little bit of a puddle on the floor. That's the leftover cash. Yeah. Well, so, they, they rich people say, um, I forget who was asked about how they went bankrupt, some businessman who went bankrupt and then got rich again, and he was asked, how did you go bankrupt? And he goes, uh, very slowly at first and then very quickly. <laughs> so now I'm finding a way, I've got to find a way to save a buck. First first point of call, insurance. Insurance has got to go, Damo. You don't need like, insurance. Don't you work in the insurance industry, Grano? Don't need it, Damo. Trust me. You don't need it. <laughs> insurance, insurance has got to go. 
I'm cutting back on insurance because I, normally I'm pretty lackadaisy, right? I'm like, ah, whatever. This is just how much it costs, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I finally decided to do some research and realize I've been getting absolutely ass raped by the insurers on premiums for the better part of a decade. Right. So you've decided you're going to go, you're going to risk it all, Greeno. Yeah. Going, going all in. I'm sitting there going, I can find things that are half the price and they may give me half the product in the end, but it's insurance. What do I care? It's a ballsy so, move on your part. It is a ballsy now, move. Because now you save a buck. This is this is like uh, you know you're now climbing a mountain without you know being attached to it. You're now doing the trapeze without a net beneath you. Ah, uh, there's still a net. It's just a cheaper net, which is an important. Thing. <laughs> so, so it's a net with big gaping holes in it. So you yeah, you, you, might, you might get caught by the net, but you also may you know fracture both of your ankles. Yeah, but I'm, I'm willing to take that risk if it saves me five hundred bucks. And if you fracture both <laughs> your ankles, you won't be covered. You'll have oh, to just, you'll have anyway. to suck it in and walk yeah. it off. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm also looking around the house. We talked about it before. Light globes. I bought the light globes. I'm taking the light globes with me. Uh, the the batteries in the smoke alarm. Well, I paid for the batteries. They're coming with me. Yep. Got to save a buck. Now, Damo, your lovely wife gave me a suggestion a couple of weeks back. She's mm. like, Greeno, did you pay for the filters that went in the air conditioner? Yep. And I'm like, I sure did. Ah. That's fresh. That's fresh filters. Greeno paid for no, filters. Filters coming with me, Damo. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> My new house doesn't have an air conditioner. Right. So but maybe it will in the future at some point. That's what I'm thinking. I've right. got two options. Right. I can either save those bad boys for when I do purchase an air conditioner or... Flog them off down the pub. Sell them on black market. <laughs> black market secondhand air conditioning filters, Greta. <laughs> I could just I could just see you heading down the local of your new of your new stomping ground and just popping yeah. the boot open and like yeah. you know boy call me merch guys boys with scooters of VB just kind of yeah. sauntering over in blue singlets what do you got here what do you, what, mate, what do you want what do you mate, want we got, mate, we got everything you need we got two two fucking used aircon filters here my man <laughs> we've got we've got three batteries from uh, smoke alarms <laughs> we got and... five light bulbs and we got five light bulbs what do you want mate yeah. I can hook you up I got a deal you buy one of each. Yeah. Cut your ten percent off. Okay, I, how, how do we know the light bulbs are working? Well, you know, you pay. You're not paying for fucking guarantees here, brother. <laughs> you <laughs> break it, you buy it, you break it. Yeah, you want a warranty? That's going to cost you more. <laughs> nice, Gary. That's the, that's the integrated story. Absolutely. Fantastic. I like stories about pinatas. Uh, Damo, uh, personal journal rankings. They've they've kind of gone off the off the rails. Uh, really. We did- we did actually get. Uh, we were making. We were making so much ground, though, Greeno. We were doing so well. Huge strides. We were, and then we didn't do a show for three weeks. That, uh, that, that slow momentum. However, we did get a a new review, a five star review, and this one wasn't from me this time, which is nice. Oh yeah. Um, uh, I can see why the, it's called Blockheads Millions. I can see why millions tune in uh, from right around the world. Comical geniuses. My favorite hour of the week. Who would have thought an hour of nothing could be entertaining? Boogie and Greeno work well together, along with high-quality input from Uni Detroit and BE. Great job, guys. Gee, it's obviously a lie. Nice, a Gary. Fantastic. Told and uh, posted by Pinata Storyteller on Apple Podcasts. So well Pinata Storyteller. To, to whoever that was, fucking genius. Well done. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Nice, Gary, to you. Now, Pinata uh, Storyteller, if we could just make a small request, seeing as you are such a big fan, would you mind creating uh, about 25 Mark Levy-style sock accounts and just doing the same thing? <laughs> and downloading the back catalogue on each yeah. account would be ideal. That would be uh, ideal. 
That'll get us back up the rankings. Now, we'll, we'll be able to chip in with your internet download costs because, as you know, we've been saving money on light bulbs and flogging off secondhand <laughs> air conditioning filters at the local bar. That's so we've got, we've got money coming in. <laughs> we're, about to, we're about to hit the big time here. So. That's it. So we're back out of the rankings, Damo. However, I got an email throughout the week from the Australian Podcast Awards. And they asked if we're interested in entering. What, did they offer you a job parking cars? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, basically, just like uh, it's over a week to go to go to entry in. Hey, that was uh, over a week ago. Okay. Um, and it's an independent judging panel on the podcast. We've right. got Sophie Harper, the chair of judges. Now, who's Sophie Harper? Do we know anything about these people? Or? She's the documentary maker behind Not By Accident, right. the final for the last do we know? Years. And do we know anything about Not By Accident? <laughs> Uh, it's a finalist in the last three years of the Australian Podcast Awards. David. Finalist, not winner though. Not winner, finalist. Why are we You've getting got... Why are we getting non-winners to judge winners? That doesn't seem right. Exactly, it doesn't seem right. It seems like they got a grudge. Yeah, it seems like they got an axe to grind. David. Yeah, I don't want them involved. I already so, don't trust the process. So I was thinking, I'm like, how How did they think to email us? Hmm. And I remember I signed up to register ourselves for the Podcast Awards last year. Oh, really? Until I was hit up with a $200 fee to oh. register for the awards. Oh, that's fucking red hot, that oh, is. <laughs> that's, like paying, that's like paying for a star on Hollywood Boulevard or wherever it is. 100% right. So I was like, that's why I didn't register last year, because these Podcast Awards, here's, here's a little tip for you. Go and shit in your hat. <laughs> Anyone who, who wins one of those things hmm. had to pay to get nominated for one of those awards. Fucking red hot, mate. <laughs> yeah. It's not just, hey, we like this podcast, it rates through the ass. It's, you know, because otherwise I just get our Vietnam listeners yeah. to tune in and, and fucking stack the vote. Yeah, good luck squeezing 200 bucks out of those poor bastards. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they haven't got money for ice cream. No, that's it. <laughs> so... Uh, unfortunately, we're not going to be part of the Australian Podcast Awards this year. Uh, we're so the Australian, so now we've discovered that the Australian Podcast Awards are generally uh, the the it's awarded to the podcast that we like the most that was willing to throw in two hundred bucks. Spot on. Okay, that was willing to fork out a two hundred dollar application fee yeah, to be true. part of the Podcast Awards. Nice, Gary. Which brings us to our one of our old favorite segments. Uh, what what do we say to the Australian Podcast Awards? Skipping that. Skipping that. It's good to have skipping, skipping that. that back. Skipping that. It's good to have it back. Uh, Damo, uh, Troy has been doing some quality work for this show for a long while now. And, you know, maybe he's piece of resistance. Yeah, he's, was, one of the, uh, he's probably one of the unsung heroes of the starting block, really. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't say unsung, considering he's the only award winner on okay. the show. How about less sung? <laughs> Maybe. Less frequently. Maybe. Now, if he's an award winner, did he chip did he throw two hundred bucks to get that or that's a fucking very good question. I think Troy's in the chat. Troy, when you won your uh producer of the year award, mm. did you have to fucking pay for the privilege of being nominated for that particular award? Because I'm that intrigued. changes everything. Mm. Yeah, exactly. That's a that's a different story. Mm. Um but uh he's come up with a, a very uh genius uh segment for us called Death Scene or Money Shot. Death Scene or Money we, Shot. Which we decided, you know, you, you can't uh, you can't go too hard on the death scene or money shot. You got to spread that out over the course of you know four or five weeks. Correct. Uh, we got the sound bites ready to go for that We've one. We've got the sound bites ready to go. <laughs> Excellent. So let's uh, let's 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 play. Um, which one are we up to? I think we're up to like number three on the on the sound bites. Let's play that one. Okay. Let's. This is rolling number three, and we'll get the people in the audience to figure out which one it is: death scene or money shot. <laughs> 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 
Okay, so we'll play it one more time and give people another chance to hear it, Greeno. Okay, so let's give the audience a couple of seconds to figure out, Greeno, if you want to keep track of that. Death scene or money shot. Let's see what they come up with. So we've got uh, Stefan Sears says money shot Greeno. B.E. the Earth Reporter says death scene. Can you can we reveal which one it is? Number three was a death scene demo oh. from the film from the film Deathbed, the Bed That Eats. Death. Well, see that could be close. That could be either one, couldn't it? It could be, but that's that's the beauty of the segment demo. It could it could fall in either category. Absolutely. But that one is yeah, Deathbed, the Dead, the Bed That Eats. Uh, bed That Eats. So that's a death scene. Uh, that's a death scene. That's nice. right. Now, can you go to scene number 13 for me, please, sir? Oh, okay. Tell me which one is it from the bottom to make it easier on my end. Uh, two, uh, three from the bottom. Three from the bottom. Okay. The gut yep. rolling number 13. Yep. <laughs> I reckon that's a money shot with a Spanish midget. I'm going to play it again. Because I think she's speaking Spanish and she's got that midget voice. You know the midget voices that they have? They... Yeah. Okay. The plan, boss. The plan. <laughs> I thought I heard Pandero in there. So let's yeah, it was see. definitely Pandero. Uh, we need the music. The thinking music. Gets... Okay, so death scene or money shot? In the, in the chat, we've got uh, Stephen Sears says uh, money shots. We've got BE says money shots. BE um, says fucking drag it out, boys. You've only got seven listeners. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Gary. Take all BE. But no, this is, you got to remember, mate. The it's content, the people, mate. Content. <laughs> the, the podcast listeners need time to think and really right. analyze and work out. Um, yeah, this isn't uh, a decision you want to rush into. Exactly. A lot yeah, of nothing, things to consider here. Nothing more embarrassing than, you know, sitting around with your kids around the dinner table, yeah. listening to the segment Death Scene or Money Shot, yeah. and having to be embarrassed because you got the answer wrong. That's right. Because you didn't have time to think about it. You don't, want to be, about- you don't want to be sitting around, you know, the wireless, as we expect many of our listeners do, Greeno, uh, you know, sitting there with fam- having family time in with the block, which is what we like to call it here on the show. And you don't want to scream out in front of your mother-in-law, oh, it's, it sounds like he's fucking her. And then only to be, you know, <laughs> embarrassed when it comes back. No, it's the sound of somebody getting murdered. Ah, come on. Ah, well, you think it should have taken more time. Exactly. Uh, Damo, the answer to that one was that was a money shot. So uh, well done ah, to the – well. That was done. from the movie. Oh, yeah. 
That was from the movie The Da Vinci Load, Damo. <laughs> da um, we're going to do one more this week before we go to a break. Okay. Uh, let's just go one clip up from the last one you've played. Okay, rolling. <laughs> Oh, that's a that's a very tricky one because we're not getting any screams or groans. It's just like heavy breathing, isn't it? Mm, it could be uh, someone hiding in a closet. We yeah. could be they're seeing the murderer come towards them, or could they be could someone be getting drowned in a bathtub. Yeah, or they could just be copping a load. Either way, uh, it could be swallowing angry loads. Bruno, <laughs> let's have another listen. It does sound like at some point that the mouth is full, like, but that could be like yeah. a, a gag or something, you know, while could be. the person's being murdered. So have a moment to think about it, death scene or money shot. So BE's going with death scene. Uh, Karen sent me flaccid with the money shot. Dayton, Ohio show, Greeno, money shot, the big reveal. The big reveal is this one is also a money shot demo. This one comes from the film Ask Ventura Crack Detective, sir. Oh, one of my favourite porno titles of all time. Damn near killed me, that one. It's the J.J. Stoner Spring Collection, the perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we were in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone's slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in police stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs! Call now and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slur cane that the South has to offer. Don't forget the wall tapestry! If you need to cover your wall, it works! Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. Hi. I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ. What are you, fucking Asian dick crazy? You don't have to ruin my evening. Like, I, I'm just going to just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show. And you, you got to, you just got to do this. <laughs> so you're not enjoying it? No. <laughs> Dude, Asian oh, come Dick on, Tracy. I really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover in, in Argentina, but it's now working. 
I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I oh, hate come on. You secretly me. love it. No, no. I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so... Subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Welcome to The Starting Block. Follow on Twitter at The Starting Block. Drop the K at the end. Find the podcast on iTunes or on TAVshow.com. Yes, back in the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Damn, it comes to the point of the show where we like to pretend like we uh, used to be part of a sports program and we like to a little bit in here or there at the arse of the show once everyone stopped paying attention. Because it's after Death Scene or Money Shot and then people just tune out. They know that's, no, the- well, that's the pinnacle that we can't, we can't achieve any more than that. Exactly. Uh, for, sorry, uh, we've uh, I've been inundated with messages during the break, and I was like, "Where the fuck's BE's report?" Uh, obviously, BE was busy uh, searching historic Milo, so right. no time to report this week. But he knew that Troy had death scene or money shot in banks. So. We can we can play a replay of a previous report if that would if that would satisfy the audience. <laughs> Well, we can go back and just do the Milo rankings again. Well, we wanna... well, there's a whole lot we can we can cover eleven to twenty and still not hit Yiannopoulos. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, we, we couldn't do that to Milo. That'd be unfair. Um, let's get to the sports segment, Damo. Uh, with all with all the chaos that's happened this year, with uh, sports being held back with COVID and, and whatnot, yeah. there was a... a Fake a, crowds, uh, the Houston Rockets choking on their own fucking dick yet again oh, well, uh, in the playoffs. Joke. The, Houston, the Houston Rockets or the LA Clippers are up 3-1 against Denver and still managed to not make the uh, Western Conference finals. Nah, it's, it's, not, it's worse for the Rockets, obviously, because I'm a Rockets supporter. But <laughs> like, I don't get who gives a fuck about the LA Clippers, honestly. Um, but no, it's the Rock. The Rockets have had a team that could definitely challenge for a championship for the last three or four years, Greeno. They just, they just can't fucking play playoffs. They just choke. Well, the problem is they, they, play, they play a game that's... Play like, small ball. Well, not small ball. It's they, they shoot the three way more than anyone else. They yeah. play low percentage shots, thinking yeah. it's going to pay off in the end. They they're trying to money ball it, but it's just not working for them. It doesn't work in the playoff. You got to hit high percentage of shots, yeah. and shooting fifty eight threes in in the course of a game is not going to be uh, a winning formula. Yeah, um, uh, I, I can yeah. tell you, like the Houston fans on um, Twitter, like they were fucking pissed this time around because this time around, I think everyone thought, okay, we got a really good chance this time. Like with the way that the season panned out and like the bullshit with the coronavirus and stuff, like everything was working in Houston's favor. And um, the Lakers, let's be honest here, yeah, LeBron James, fair enough, but they had no right to win that fucking, uh, that series. That was Houston's series to lose and fucking by golly, they lost it. You know what I mean? So. Well, it's not just LeBron James, man. You've got Anthony Davis, who's also one of the probably the top three players in the game that also plays for LA. It's a, yeah, it's a I know, pretty... but head to head, you like you like Houston against the Lakers, head to head. Oh, look, over the course of the whole year, not so much. I think Lakers are a better team, but in the in the bubble environment, the yeah, the, the Rockets were probably playing better ball, but yeah, like you said, choked in the, in the playoffs. Yep. Um, it's been a crazy little playoffs because you got uh, Denver, who were I think the fifth ranked team who have made the the conference finals, and also Miami, the fifth ranked team. They're Three-one against uh, Boston as well. Yeah, right. um, who, who were the third seed? So 
it could be an interesting you could have lebron either facing his old team in miami or you know a lakers v celtics final so um should be interesting either way lakers v celtics would be nice for like the history the history buffs wouldn't it well, Lakers better fucking pull something out of their ass. Oh, sorry, the Celtics better pull something out of their ass because they're playing terrible at the moment. Yeah, right. um, down three one, there. I don't like their chance. I think Miami's going to get through there. Mm. Um, but there was a, a day uh, last week, eleventh September, where it was the first day in history that NFL, MLB, NBA, WNBA, MLS, and the NHL were all playing on the same day. <laughs> right there, you go. Like we went from like uh, what three months ago, where there was no Nothing. sport anywhere in the world, where we were watching fucking. I was watching Japanese baseball and betting on what tie Skomo would wear that day. Indian soccer to- league, soccer league, hundred percent. I bet on ping pong one day in our punters club <laughs> because there was just nothing else going on. It was like Taiwanese <laughs> ping pong, and I'm like, yeah, go this guy, and I, I got up. <laughs> but. We had a day where NFL, MLB, NBA, WMA, MLS, and NHL were all played at the same day. Wow. Um, and that's not to mention college football started as well. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna have to get we have to bring back the college football segment, get some tree nuts action in yeah. there. Yeah, come on, the and, tree um, nut, get, come on the Gamecocks. Come on, Cox. Yeah, South Carolina Gamecocks, that's our team. Exactly. Um so yeah, it's it's all kind of happening in the sporting world. Now, Damo, that brings us to uh Dick Move, Damo. Now uh, you Joe West Dick. Joe West is a an MLB umpire who's been around forever. I think he's he broke he, he broke the record. He's about to break the record for the most games ever umpired in MLB history. Okay. Um, but he's known for being an absolute dick because okay. he, he thinks he's bigger than the game, and right. you don't want to see that. So let's have a look at this video, and, and you tell me, you know, is he a hero or is he a douchebag? Really? Okay. The umpire we're talking about here. The umpire we're talking about here. Let's right. let's have a look. Gotcha. Wow, somebody's getting kicked out. Hunter Wendelstedt sees somebody in the upper deck or in the second deck. Somebody's been ejected. Either Joe West or Hunter Wendelstedt saw it, and they've asked security to be called either in the second. There's nobody in the fucking state. Who's getting ejected? There's nobody there. Deck or third deck. Exactly. And he said, we'll wait for you. Who, this guy? That guy. So that, uh, you can pause the video now. Yeah. So that's that's Mike Rizzo, who's the general manager of the Washington Nationals. Right. Who was who is up in his corporate box by himself uh. and was apparently thrown out. They said because he was talking, but apparently the true story was because he wasn't wearing his mask whilst being in a solo suite. Oh, come on. <laughs> By by Joe West, who's come on, who's five stories below him. Oh, that's why for Joe West. Fuck's he, sake. That's why Joe West is a dick. Fuck <laughs> me. What a fucking Looney Tunes. Absolute Looney Tunes. Are you kidding? He he kicked a guy out. The he's, he's the only fucking man. Never mind the only guy in the corporate box. He's the only guy in the fucking stadium. In the stands, exactly. Uh, they said it was all, he was yelling things out. Even if he was yelling things the out. The fucking he, umpire on the field isn't wearing a mask, Reno. Exactly. So, yeah, either way, Joe West, you dick. Wow, <laughs> that's insanity. Yeah, that is absolutely pure. crazy. How, how can he even fucking do that? It's like, hang on, <laughs> hang on, you're there to call fucking strikes and balls. You're not the COVID enforcement officer. That's it. Get the fuck back behind the plate. Start he's got to be. He's got to be fucking. He's like, I'm. 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 I know. I'm like probably going a bit over the top, here, but he's surely he's got to be fucking stood down after that. 
Like that's a circus. Nah, she can't do that. It's an absolute circus, but they never stand down umpires. It's just, it's crazy. Wow. Fuck me. That's insane, yeah. man. <laughs> Absolute insane. Now, let's go from that baseball clip to another one. Uh, this is Hero Dish Bags. Obviously, there's no fans allowed in the stands okay. in MLB at the moment. Yet, this guy is like, well, you know, I, I don't care for your rules. And it, it took both the players and the commentators by surprise. Let's check out the clip. Okay. Who's that yelling? Fucking Boston, fucking Red Sox fans. <laughs> so this, Boston, is, yeah, this is in Boston. It's Red Sox versus the Yankees as well. So yep. there's a lot of feeling in it. I wonder how he got into the ballpark. With passion, great. You can't lock out the Red Sox fans. No, you can't. So this dude's decided to sneak into the stadium. He's jumped over a fence. He snuck some shit under his shirt. And then it's like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to yell out so everyone sees me and then throw shit onto the field to disrupt the game. Hero or douchebag, Damo? Hero. Absolute fucking hero. Hero. He's, he's taking his fandom to the next level. No matter what, it doesn't matter if you're not allowed in the ground. I'm going to come in and be a fuckwit on the ground. I think he's, I think he's taken, yeah, that's what I thought. So it's a New York hat and he's mm. put fucked next to New York, <laughs> New York Yankees fucked. <laughs> like, say, FD. <laughs> Absolute legend, Greeno. No, Good comment from Victor Von Schroom in the chat. The most disturbing fact is he has a fanny pack. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so that's that. That's the hero of Dishbag. Now, that brings us to our next story, Damo, uh, AFL stories, because I, the AFL's been on a bit, a bit of a circus this year. Like, yeah. is it just me, or does there seem to be less excitement about the AFL this year than any other year? And we Obviously, miss, well, it is it is from my end, because we missed the finals this year, so who gives a oh, fuck? <laughs> we, choked, we choked massively this year, didn't that we? That was always <laughs> going to be a risk after that grand final last year, like mm. getting emulsified in the grand final like we did last year in that fashion. Like, you know, it's basically like our version of the Super Bowl for our American fans. And it was the biggest grand, like it was the biggest, you know, equivalent of the Super Bowl defeat for like, what was it like 80 something years or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Absolutely yeah. fucking pummeled, destroyed in the grand mm -hmm. final. And, you know, it's always like, well, how are you going to bounce back? And yeah. it was, it was a weird season. It's like it, at times they looked really good. And like at the start of the season before lockdown and shit, I think they were four and oh. Like and they yeah. were absolutely killing it. Jeremy Cameron was like on top of the fucking Coleman Medal rankings. He was smashing it. Uh, everything was going great. And then the massive break happened, and then they just never got going again. Mm -hmm. They just never got out of first gear. So yeah, yeah, no, no good at all for the Giants. But no. uh, the the other thing that's been happening is you've seen a lot of stories about you know they're all on the bubble in in Queensland, and you know. Everyone's like, the general rule with the, the uh, AFL media is they cover up a lot of shit because they're down in Victoria and, you know, you've got to protect your players. Yeah. But up in Queensland, it's open season. So a lot more stories are coming out about players acting like dickheads. Yeah. Uh, well, because you're away from home, hey? hey? What happens on the road stays on the road, boys. Exactly. So, <laughs> so let's have a look at what happened throughout the course of this week. So you had Gold Coast uh, that were embroiled in AFL scandal where Coach Stuart Jew. The head coach. Head coach. That's <laughs> yeah. right. He, he runs the ship. Was caught urinating at a pub 
uh, oh, sorry, videotaped urinating at a pub, uh, on a pub at his by his own staff members. No, so he, scary. Oh dear. So he's had a couple, and he's like, and hey, and Stewie, Stewie, do like you know, not to be too disparaging. He looks like a bloke who could put a few away. You know, does, I think yeah. that's a fair comment to make. <laughs> Well, he's put around the lummox is appropriate. He could, he could probably gut a few, I reckon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you wouldn't want to be around with him. That's what I'm saying. No, exactly. So yeah, he's been videotaped doing that. Now, it's just one of many uh, random cock-ups that have happened over the course of the, the year. Now, remember Eddie Maguire earlier in the year talking about if players, if people don't abide by the rules, they need to fucking go. Yeah. They need to get shipped out. And, and next, then, next day, his captain was found wandering the streets at 6 a.m. in nothing but his fucking underwear. underwear. <laughs> and then his coaches were busted, uh, breaching COVID. That's, like, right. oh, that's, that's different. That's different. Did, uh, did this in week, the NRL too with Wayne Bennett going out and you know people yeah. breaking the rules. But although Wayne Bennett strikes me as the kind of guy to be because I, I you know I'm a Broncos fan obviously so I could never hate Wayne Bennett like he's always going to be like the fucking best to me and mm. Wayne Bennett is just like I I I think fucking think tip my hat because like everyone was like outraged that he went out for dinner and he's like oh, I don't give a fuck you know like, yeah. whatever yeah. <laughs> Wayne seventy he's like if I'm going down I'm going down over a good That's meal it. I'm gonna um, fucking enjoy my fucking meal like, go exactly. fuck yourself I'm retiring at the end of the year what are you gonna do yeah. But uh, Eddie Maguire was caught out clubbing this week, uh, apparently breaching clubbing. the, the co- COVID protocols in in Queensland. I'd fucking, uh, I'd fucking pay money to see that little shit on the dance floor waving <laughs> some glow sticks around, wouldn't you? That's it. Dropping a pill and fucking dancing. Eddie yeah, Maguire. fucking yeah. hug me, bro. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it was me, millionaire. Uh, <laughs> it'd be good. <laughs> well done, Eddie. Oh. All right, we're gonna wrap. We're gonna wrap up the show, Damo. With uh, we like to make sure that we're um, uh, being sensitive to to different causes and and different things that happen throughout sport. You know, you got to raise raise awareness, Damo. Mm. And and uh, the Australian sporting bodies always like doing an Indigenous round. Yeah. Um. You know, the NRL does it, the AFL does it, and also the Super Netball does it. Now, the Super Netball in itself, though. Has a bit of a different problem. Mm. So they did uh, the Super Netball Indigenous round uh, this this week. Okay, and the the main you know uh, the the person they put as the forefront of the, the Indigenous round uh, was Gemma Mimi. Gemma uh, Mimi, me, who's one of the the. I, I bet you think it's all about you, don't you, Gemma? Exactly. No, no, it's about Mimi. Me, me. Um, but the the interesting, the fun fact, Damo, about yeah. Gemma Mimi mm. is. She's the only Indigenous player in Super Netball. Oh, nice. <laughs> no, so they, they did a whole round whilst only one of their players is Indigenous. So it's it's the Indigenous round, but it's really just the me-me round. The me-me round. <laughs> and then the beauty of it is Jenna me-me is not that good a player, so she got zero minutes of game time during the Indigenous <laughs> round. No, scary. <laughs> So because they normally do like the like oh we're going to celebrate like the indigenous players contribution to the sport and stuff and mm-hmm. all of the amazing players and the amazing stories and the history and stuff. So the one yeah. indigenous player they had sat on the bench. Yeah. Yeah, for the entire game. No, Didn't get scary. 1 minute. Oh dear. As how you doing this round? Sorry for her. She wouldn't want that. No, not at all. Like that's <laughs> and and that's turning her into a spectacle. Like that's that's yeah. treating her like a fucking pet. I hate shit like that. Yeah. That annoys nah. me. Yeah, exactly. Treat people with a little bit of fucking dignity. She's a player first, more than you know. This soulless, empty, fucking shallow corporation just wants to, um, you know, virtue signal and and pretend like they're such good people and shit. Uh, mm. And they're willing to just like throw this this fucking kid 
out there into the spotlight and make her into a spectacle to satisfy their own need to portray themselves as something they're not. Like, fuck off. Fuck off, nipple. It was pretty embarrassing. Uh, That brings me into the show. Damo, can I just touch on one random thing before I forget? Have Have you watched Cobra Kai? Cobra Kai, no, and I fucking, I, I won't either because I've seen oh, the trailer and it's like, no, oh, I can't. Really? Oh, mate, oh, I went in with uh, trepidation, right? I'm like, this is going to be terrible. It's Sweep be the bad. leg, Johnny. Exactly. I thought it was going to be bad. I'm like, look, it's going to be a, a cheap kind of like uh, callback to Karate Kid. Karate Kid in itself, despite being a classic, is, is going to be cheesy in comparison. It's literally one of the best shows I've watched in years. Because the the main character, there's no. It's beautiful because there's no good or bad guy right. in in the show. It takes away that whole like good versus bad because oh. everyone's fucking grave, right? So right. suddenly Danielson is a fucking douchebag in yeah. some scenarios. He was a douchebag to begin with. Let's be exactly, honest. exactly. But also the the beauty of it is the main character, the bad guy from Karate Kid, uh-huh. is is like. He's still stuck in the 80s in his head, so right. he's, like, anti-woke, and it's fucking brilliant, his reactions to woke culture. Okay. Like, that in itself is enough of a selling pro- – it's the most amusing aspect. Okay, so we're, like, we're fans of Johnny now from Cobra Kai. We're fans of Johnny. He's the good guy. <laughs> he gets a call. Like, I'll give you an example. He gets a call from – so he's trying to get students into his new karate studio, right? Mm. And already he's like, no, no, there's no fucking girls in karate. And, Fair and then eventually, eventually the guy, like one of his students, convinced him, "No, nah, like it's fucking, it's 2020. You got to fucking have girls." And he's like, "All right, cool." So then someone calls up, and he goes, "Yeah, yeah, you know, we accept both boys and girls." And then you just hear this like pause on the phone. He's like, "Gender what? <laughs> Is this a prank call?" <laughs> and that's that's his approach to life. It's fucking oh, terrible. Who would have thought that Johnny, like all these years later, would become the good guy? The, yeah, the woke hero, the non, sorry, the anti-woke hero we need in 2020 and I is bet the you, bad guy from Karate Kid. And I bet, I bet you Ralph Macchio has all of these fucking scenes where there's like soft guitar playing or soft piano and he's like, you know, karate's about, well, all about what's on the inside and douche shit like that. There's 100%. Like, yeah. and he looks, but, but he looks like the douchebag in the scene and that's what makes it so good. Fantastic. Um, yeah, we're, 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 nice, we're, we're Gary. Worth a look. Uh, I, I ended up watching the whole two seasons, like a day and a half when I was six. So, um, definitely worth checking out. Beautiful. Uh, we got any play with it? We got Granny Sears. Is Granny Sears back? No, Granny Sears has been ditching us for the last, you know, two months now. So I, no I know Granny Sears. I just left it in the rundown every week, hoping Granny will make a return. So, Stefan, I can get on that, sir. Get off, get off your ass, Granny. <laughs> <laughs> Um, plugs before we go. Oh, we need to play um, Don Camaro before we go. Don, one more Don Camaro. Magician. Don Camaro's lost his mind. Get ready for Don Camaro's Super Mega Sale Bonanza. Total liquidation all magic and pen supplies. Ducks, bucks, turtles, magic wands, and gorgeous bond assistance. And that's just the beginning. Snakes, magic hats, puppy sweaters, disappearing ink. All prices too low to mention. Only at Don Camaro's Magic and Pets. Thanks to Don Camaro for the, for the endless support, Greener. That's it. I'm glad we are, we're back up on, on our bill of the amount of Don Camaro plugs we need to do. Uh, any other plugs we've got to go? Uh, follow Greeno at the starting block. One word, drop the K at the end. Please, if you could, sign up to the podcast. Uh, I'll be back at 8 p.m. Eastern tomorrow, Greeno. Tonight, earlier, later today, whatever the fuck you are. 
um, <laughs> for another episode of the Daily Boogie, of course, Friday night edition. Uh, don't forget to follow our friends, uh, Frozen Asian, Sunday Night Shit Show. Victor Von Schroom in the chat, Greeno, does a show. So give Victor Von Schroom a follow on DLive. Uh, who else have we got? Let's not forget Brad, Troy. Brad and Troy, of course. Uh, Why Sense of Kimmy. Uh, UK Neil joined us earlier. He was in the chat earlier. Uh, oh, there you go. Thank you for the diamond. Thank you. For, was, I don't know if that's a diamond or a follow. Uh, somebody did something. Dayton, Ohio show, I think. <laughs> Good show, boy. Somebody, somebody did something. I just turned into Ilan Omar. Some people did something. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thanks for the uh, – give Dayton, Ohio show a follow, dlive.tv. So I state no higher show. And anyone else I might have forgotten, Greeno? Anyway, right, we'll uh, see you guys next week. All right, catch ya. We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you uncouth, it's simply that who else but a bosom buddy will sit down and tell you the truth? Patriots, this is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with the Promises Kicked at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite Patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, Y-Censored, affectionately known as Electrolux, the original Grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous Grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. Yankee, you mean some irreverent fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. But why are you fumbling for coins when you'll have a heavy bag? <laughs> You're listening to The Starting Block on TAVshow.com.